Hello, welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Monday. Where are we? Monday the 14th. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Happy almost St. Patty's Day. I know that's like a national holiday, which I guess it is for most of you. Um, But coming up, coming up soon, lots of green drinks, I guess, floating around. Uh, But that is this week. So happy life, love, and liberty Monday. Uh, March the 14th, 2023, I am back and it's great to be back with you. A lot of changes in my life in the past few weeks. And, um, you know, anytime we go through change, right, that that can be, nobody likes change. However, you know, when you come out of the furnace on the other side and you're not fried to a crisp and you don't have the smell of burnt (laughs) hair or skin, um, burnt actually, actually though, you do come out smelling like burnt up flesh, right? Because usually when there's change, it involves, uh, and you're going through a spiritual crucible, uh, it does involve a good old fashioned, what I call flesh fry, right? Which is good. It's good. We should, we should have those not to shoot on you, but we should uh, have those on the regular. And so I certainly had mine and, uh, and I'm back and I'm great and I am, uh, very grateful. Maybe that's what I mean. I'm not great. Like I'm grateful. How about that? Uh, because with change comes loss. And I want to talk about loss today. I hosted a space this morning for the first time in, oh my gosh, it feels like almost a month. And it's been such a fantastic fast for me. I have fasted from food and drink and other things. um, But during that fast, I began to fast from social media, primarily Twitter. I would on occasion uh, tweet. But my fast included social media, certain uh, conversations with, with various individuals, and I just really allowed my, I allowed for some rest, to be quite honest with you. And I snuggled up next to people who I know, uh, know me and love me and support me and who will speak life into me. Not people who are going to drag me back into sin patterns and things that no longer serve me, right? People who are along my journey who just allow me a really a safe haven to just you know, cry, let it out, question why, go through scripture, you know, all this stuff, right? Just really hit bottom because they know me well enough to know that I'm never on the bottom by myself. It looks messy. It's gross. It's horrible. It's tormenting for people who don't know me because, and they don't know with whom it is I commune. And and what real, when it really gets scary is whenever I forget with whom it is I move and breathe, and in whom it is I move and breathe and have my being. And when that happens, that's like a multiplying, that's a, that's a multiplying force, right, of loss. 
And so for those of you who are going through loss, and we all go through losses every day, there's a loss of your patience. I mean, just think about the various forms of currency that we lose every day in the, in the kingdom sense, right? Whether it's our peace, it's our joy, it's our compassion, it's our mercy, it's our grace. Sometimes it's our voice, it's our hope, right? It's our vision gets dimmed, our ears are clogged, right? The past tries to come back to get us. And, and it tries to come back to remind us of, of who we were by telling us that that's who we still are. But it's not. Because hopefully if you're within the body of Christ, you're going from glory to glory. So when I forget where my help comes from, uh, that can be a very scary place. And it's certainly scary for people around me. But praise be to Father, I have, a, I have just a, a prayer warrior group um, who just won't stop. And if one sends 1,000 to flight and two sends 10,000 to flight, that's why I always encourage you guys to get into fellowship. Do not ever step out of fellowship with fellow believers. It is extremely important to your horizontal salvation. Not to be confused with your vertical salvation, which is already secured when you said amen to the saving blood of Christ Yeshua, right? But the, but the horizontal is really important because if the enemy of your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions can get you by yourself, you are extremely easy to devour. And when we feel devoured, we will always go back to things that ease that pain. We just will. Whether it's alcohol, sex, people, wrong people, hanging out with the wrong crowd, um, addic- all addictions of every form, doesn't matter. And it can also be an addiction of things that look really good, like to your work, right? People become workaholics. People become alcoholics again. I mean, there's any number of ways that this manages to manifest when you get by yourself. And I'm not suggesting that there aren't times to just go be by yourself. I do it. I love it. I love, 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 love it. Um, And so I encourage people to do that. But when you're by yourself and you're on a war front, and you don't know your enemy as well as you need to, and even for those of us who do actually recognize his fiery darts and what he's up to, because it's usually the same routine, it's just a different season, it's a different person, it's a different thought pattern, you know, it's, it's a different commercial, it's just the same channel. It's the same stuff. He runs the same plays throughout generations. And if you look at your family's generations, you'll see the plays that he runs. And they're always consistent. But it's easy for you to become prey whenever you are by yourself and you're trying to fight unseen warfare alone. And you know why? Because we were not meant to do that alone. And men are the absolute worst, and I say that with so much love and compassion, at allowing other men to be there. And you guys are not comfortable discipling each other because you feel like you have to be so equipped and so holy and so well-versed and, and all of those are lies. Those are all lies. He calls you, he equips you. If you don't know what to say, get in your word and figure it out, read it and then call a brother and make sure he's cool. He's good. You got him. He knows you got him. He knows someone has his back. And I was just having this talk with someone last night, you know, women can't do for men what most women think they can 
and, and what most men are fooled into thinking women can fulfill. I always say a woman cannot raise a son. Now you can, and there are certain things that only women can instill in their sons, but you cannot, women do not teach men, how boys, how to be men. And truth be told, most women have a vested interest in keeping their boys, boys. Whether they're surrogate husbands or they're, you know, punching bags, doormats, whatever. Right? You guys have it rough. I'm not going to lie. Boys have a hard time. All across the board. And so I encourage men to disciple each other. Because if you don't have that, you are just butt out. I'm telling you, especially in, in kingdom warfare. It is game on. And he will eat your lunch and spit you out over and over and over. You know, and it's just, and there's no need for it, really. Like, get up, pick up your mat, keep moving. Get with, you know, a brother who has already been there, or maybe someone who has no idea what's going on. But, and don't be afraid for it, someone to be younger, someone who's never been married, ministering to someone who has been married or is going through marital issues. You have no idea what that person can speak to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. We look to people to be like our, our head shrinkers, right, in our fellowship with each other. And that's not what we're called to do. It, we have different gifts within the body. Amen. And so when you're counting loss, I want to cover this a little bit today. In my space, we talked about that. I'm going to tell you, my DMs have blown straight up. And so is my phone with people who are in tears, who are crying. And I'm about to have to return some calls, and I'm happy to do it. But it really got some things stirred up for some of you today. And I know it feels scary when when you go to do these exercises, that's why I encourage you not to do them alone. Make sure that you are doing them, you know, at the leading, um, uh, not drivenness, but the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because here's what the enemy will do: the enemy will come in whenever you get ready to get healthy, and he will literally hit play on every crappy moment and reel of your every frame of the reel of your life, and he will magnify it and amplify it. Before you know it, you shut down because the brain hates pain, and you go into self pity, and then you go back to addictions. That's the cycle. And I wrote a book about it. So there you go. You can download it at Kindle and Amazon.com. But uh, none of us are different. You're not so special that the way you manifest your struggle is just so special. No, we all suck whenever it comes to sucking. When it comes to sucking wind, we all suck equally. So there, all of our flesh looks the same, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, all that, nothing that you're dealing with right now is uncommon to man. Sorry, you don't get to corner the market on where you are. And once I realized that reminded myself of that (laughs) and the Holy Spirit reminded me of that last week, I was able to step outside of myself and really get a 50,000 foot view of what was going on. And it was very helpful Because otherwise I would have stayed in my flesh and I would have continued to cause mass destruction. And that's never my heart. But I have flesh like the rest of you, right? And so going through a tremendous season of tremendous loss, right? You have to sit down and when 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 you're examining these things in your lives, start with one thing, right? And, and, and on a piece of paper, what I realized was that not only did I have loss where I am concerned, right? But I had loss where my heavenly host was concerned. What do I mean by that? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Their loss is there. The word tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit, right? 
I mean, that's an emotion. That's quenching. That is grief. I mean, I know what grief is. I've just gone through it for the past few weeks. You know what grief is. We all do. We're all associated with grief, but no one likes it. No one wants to feel it. Most people are afraid of it. Most people stuff it down or they run it out or they pump weight or they, you know, watch porn. Who knows? People stuff or they shovel cheeseburgers in their nostrils, whatever. That's how people cope. We all have different coping mechanisms to get through life, but, but we're not called to just cope. We're called to life more abundant. And that requires sitting down and taking inventory. And that's hard. It can be hard and the enemy will tell you that it's scary and you're not going to survive it. Because guilt, here's what the enemy does. He brings guilt. He brings shame. He brings anger. He brings wrath. He brings uh, self-pity. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, all right, y'all, get in the car. We got we got going to this crib tonight. We got a great party. Dude, chick, we got the remote. We're going to bust through the front door. They got beer. They got wine. They got Pornhub. They got hot chicks, whatever. They got dating apps. We're ready. Bring it. We got bitterness with us. Load up the car, fellas. <laughs> Hell is on its way to, you know, X, Y, and Z, uh, you know, Hell Street. Right, Christian Street, we're on our way there tonight because we've got somebody in our snare and we're going to devour that person because they're getting ready to sit down and try to take some inventory. So come on, because we can't let them take the blood of the cross and apply it to all of this loss because if they do, they're going to be set free and they're going to have the life that they knew they always could have. And hell cannot afford to lose another soul. Again, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So when you're doing inventory, have you been taken captive in any of those areas? Your mind, what are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? What are the majority of your thoughts? Become the observer of your thoughts. What do you, what do you observe? Nine out of ten people are filled with stinking thinking. So that's not going to help you in loss when you are reconciling your loss register. Not going to help you at all, right? Your will. Where's your will? Is your will to be isolated? Is it to like over-saturate yourself with people and things and stuff and activities and addictions? Do you have do you have control of your will? Are you angry? Are you bitter? Are you just wrath-filled? Are you sad, demoralized? Are you, you know, despondent? Where's your will? Right? In your emotions, all of that despondent is a big one. Anger as well. But our will is something that we give over to the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, all of that. All, all of that. You know, we're carried away by our own lusts is what the world the word says. And that doesn't always mean sexual. It means the things that you just, you insatiably, it's, it's not quenched. You got to have it, but you want it for, for ill-gotten gains. It, you don't want a wife because you understand the value of a wife. You want a wife because she's going to fill, you know, some gap in your life or she's going to fill some hole in your life. And, you know, and God forbid that there's ever problems, 
right? You don't want a husband because you want to be able to have someone in your life that can cover you spiritually, that you can submit to and partner with and have their back and, and be a place of safety and comfort and love and acceptance and, you know, fight and kiss and make up and have sex everywhere in the house. And your body is his and his is yours. You guys don't want a husband for that. You don't want someone submitted to Christ who will tell you no in love and lovingly who will agree with you in Christ. You don't want that. You say you do. You're waiting for your Boaz and he falls out of the sky and people are like, who the heck is that? Like submit, whatever. Right? So loss, 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 loss. So your will, your mind, your will, and your emotions. I don't even know why I just went there. But with regard to, you know, because I'm getting your DMs and my DMs are full of people who are just like loss, 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 loss. And I thought I wanted this, but I really want that. And I don't, I'm not really, I'm not ready to pay the cost of this. And I don't want to let go of that because this is my little binky and my, you know, my lioness, uh, what was his name? I hated that cartoon. Not Lionel, Linus. I don't know. Whatever. Stupid peanuts and gang. I hate that cartoon. Sorry, no offense. But it was just always boring to me. So, <laughs> but gee, I just see the little thumb the sucking, blanky, binky car- carton character. And that's how most of us are as Christians who are not matured. And the only way to mature in our faith is to go through it. You got to go through it. You got to go through the fire, the, the refiner's fire. You have to. It's the only way to do it. To prepare yourself for the life you say you want. To prepare yourself to be able to give and receive, not, not give and take. To prepare yourself for mercy and grace and compassion and not offense and complaining and, you know, me, 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 I, I, I. And we're all guilty of it because that's our fallen nature, right? But as we submit to Father, those places that no human can fill are filled by him first. And so back to losses. So I'm, my DMs are like, oh my gosh, Monica, I have so much loss. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, all right, let me, let me address this. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Start with, start with one thing in your life. Go back. You usually have to go back. And I, and I usually don't like to send people back to stuff, but most human beings in this country are stuck. You're stuck. And, and as we know now through neurobiology, neuroscience, what you understand is that the human brain can get stuck. And I'm a part of this nonprofit organization, libertyove.org, that, um, and, and, we are taking um, donations at the moment for the ability to go to Uvalde and be able to train people on how to assist these children uh, who were traumatized in Uvalde uh, with a particular protocol called TRIP. You can read all about it at libertyove.org and donate there as well. It is tax deductible, and thank you, please, and thank you. But with that, um, people get stuck when they have traumatic moments and they're not processed through. And most people, parents, are ill-equipped to deal with trauma because they haven't dealt with their own. And so your actual anatomical brain gets stuck at a particular age. You know how many women I hear say, I'm so tired of dating men child or man childs or whatever, man children. Uh, you know, they're just, they're like eight years old. Okay, well, and? I mean, have you ever considered if that man is willing to do his own work 
and overcome and allow his brain to catch up with his, with his chronology, um, you know, have you, have you considered being part of the solution for men, right? Instead of take, take, take and seduce, seduce, manipulate, and you know, all the stuff that women have been known to do throughout history to get what they want and to get what they need. Have we considered an alternative to that? And I'm not suggesting that you become someone's mama or their counselor. I don't believe in missionary dating, trying to bring people to the Lord. You know, I'm, I'm dating some complete worldly loser because I know Jesus wants me to bring him to Christ. No, that's crap. And I gave that up a while ago. So never going back. Um, so I encourage you ladies to give up the ghost on that one and dudes too, because y'all got some crazy women out here. I'm not going to lie. So you don't need to be missionary dating. Not unless you're going to fast and pray about it and bring that crazy chick or the dude, <laughs> the, the reprobate <laughs> to your own pastors <laughs> and be like, okay, we're all in agreement, right? Like we all got the same, uh, we all, we all got the same water on the fleece three day, three times in a row, right? Okay, cool. I'm supposed to marry this person, right? But being unequally yoked with unbelievers is a disaster. Second, only to being, well, actually, first, only to um, being unequally yoked with a believer who does not understand spiritual warfare. I mean, people can learn, but they got to be willing to learn, right? And a willing heart is priceless. A willing heart, a teachable spirit, oh my God. That is priceless because you can, there's all kinds of just, I hate to use the word potential because I don't like that. Although we're all reaching for our potential as human beings going from glory to glory, but because that makes someone sound like a project and that too is retarded dating. Uh, But no one is a project. You should not be taking on projects, right? You allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit and Father to do that. And you allow ministers and pastors to do that. And disciples, right? But in your dating life, forget it. You don't, you don't need to take on projects or think of people as projects. But I'm saying people get stuck. That is very real. And the only thing that overcomes fear and love is love. It's perfect love because it casts out fear. And so until you're submitted to the perfect love of Christ, Until you can receive, you will not be able to give. You will always take in lust. Me, 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 me. I, I, I. Gotta, gotta have it. What about me? What about me? All this, right? There's no, yeah. It's a mess because we're messy. We're messy. The human condition is messy. I don't care if you're by yourself and a hermit, live under a rock, down in a van by the river, creek, whatever that is. Or if you are, you know, Married, 45 years, got you a bunch of kids and grandbabies. Messy. Life is messy. People are messy. The human condition is messy, right? And so I want to encourage you all that when you're, when you're accounting for your losses, don't get tripped up in the messy that you see because the enemy will use that to just beat the crap out of you. You're too messy. This is too far gone. Nobody's going to love you. Why do you love you? God knows God doesn't love you. You know, you'll never be forgiven. Look at all this shame. You know, all those voices from your past come up to be like, yep, super messy, too messy, totally unacceptable, totally unlovable. You're totally dejected. And before you know it, it's like, hmm, okay, well, this feels good, Monica. Super glad you told me to like sit down and, and count my losses. Well, I'm saying start with one or two at a time. 
Some of you have lost, you never had a healthy relationship with your parents, your family of origin. There, there's a psycho battle term. You, you never had that. That's a loss. What did you lose? You got to break it down. You lost safety. You lost bonding. You lost trust. You lost security. You lost dignity. You lost your voice. You lost your courage. There's a lot of loss there. You lost your autonomy. You lost, some of you lost your innocence. There's loss. So as you go back to certain relationships and moments, break it down. But don't you dare sit there and hold hands with the enemy of your soul. You have to kick him out to the curb. And when you sit down, you be very intentional about, Father, I'm asking you and your son, your word, and your Holy Ghost to come and be with me and walk through me, walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death, because in Psalm 23 says he will. He will walk with you. He will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And who are your enemies? Fear. Bitterness, rage, anger, unforgiveness, jealousy, envy, wrath, murder with the tongue. Those are your enemies. Insecurities, inadequacies, frailties. You're less than. You'll never measure up. You don't matter. Guilt, shame. Those are your enemies. And when you bring him to the table with your enemies, you are bound for freedom. Your shackles are loosed and your enemies are defeated because that's his purpose for coming here. It was to set the captives free. Period. And that happens in fellowship. You with yourself, you with him, and you with others. It is in relationships we are critically wounded sometimes. And it's in them that we can be monstrously healed. It's a risk, but it is a risk worth taking because he is trustworthy. He is trustworthy. Notice I said he is. Christ Yeshua knew better. The word says he didn't trust man. You know why? The word says because he knew what was in us. <laughs> so we're all over here like, well, you, you don't trust me. You know, and I can't trust anybody, right? And it's like, well, okay. Yeshua didn't either. And it's not like you walk around with like this perpetual scowl of distrust and mistrust of people. That's not it. But it's a matter of setting the bar properly for people that people are going to fail you. They just are. <laughs> I failed my audience for the past two weeks. I haven't been on the air. You guys subscribed to my podcast and I'm not here. That could be chalked up as a failure, especially to my sponsors. But my soul was more important. Sorry, no offense. But you want me to keep going and be able to be a value to my audience. I got to stop and get under a shade tree. 
I got to get up in Psalm 91, get in the cleft of the rock, man, and get up under his feathers and be like, I don't know what just went down in my life, but I know that you've got something you are trying to teach me. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I do. You've got to stop and account for your losses in your life because you're going to continue to bring them and those losses and all the wounds from those losses into every single environment in which I want to set you in, in order to live the life more abundant. And it is like bringing a bag of manure with you everywhere you go. Fantastic book, The Bait of Satan. Buy it today. I get nothing from it. John Bevere, do it now. Some of his ideology is like, eh, uh, but I, you know me, I chew meat, spit out bones. Nothing is super black and white for me. I go by scripture. And even with that, I'm like, Okay, let me consider the translation. But um, I, I discern things by the Spirit because that's what we're told we can do. Amen. So John Bevere's The Bait of Satan. Oh my gosh. Totally liberating, right? And he what he does is he outlines that the greatest piece of bait for you fishermen, including myself, fisher chicks, fly fishing to be more exact, um, and deep sea fishing, I think um, it's crucial to understand what the bait is. It's a fence. Right? And offenses are going to come, but woe unto them through whom they come, is what the word says. So you don't want to be the offender, but they do come. And so you don't have to be crushed under it. You can, and some offenses are more crushing than others, I'm not going to lie. And that's why I'm saying you got to stop, take inventory. Somebody just rolled over you with a steamroller, you better stop and take some inventory on loss. What did you lose? Your sense of self? your sense of security, your sense of connection, your sense of uh, fellowship, your sense of what what actually did you lose? It's not even a sense, but in some cases you you did. You lost that relationship, you lost that person, and all of the things that came with that person. All of the beautiful things that came with that person, you've lost it. Whether it's because of a moment or it's permanent. So I always encourage you guys to to reconcile your accounts daily and to reconcile those losses daily. Where did you miss the mark today? Where were you someone's loss? That's the next step of this, right? But, but, but accounting for our losses daily keeps them from piling up on top of us so that before we know it, we're crushed. We're crushed by offenses. And so the bait of Satan teaches you how to Release those offenses and release those people because here's what happens when you don't. You ready? Some of you hate church, ain't never going back. Love Jesus, love God, all that's fantastic, but I'm never going back to church, Monica. And I'm like, I get it. I really do. I understand. You were wounded in church. You know, the church is so sinful. That bunch of hypocrites, all that crap you tell yourselves that, that just build the case against the body of Christ because you're so perfected in your walk that you just can't be around a bunch of believing people who are going from glory to glory because they're a bunch of hypocrites and heathens. I get it. <laughs> I really do. But here's what's happening. It's keeping you out of fellowship right? So that bitterness, and God forbid you do end up in a new church with that bitterness because you bring it right on with you. And you're going to be attracted to and attracting the people who are equally as bitter as you. Promise, hands down, tell me I'm wrong. Prove it. I know it's true. That's what happens because whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. 
right? So when you walk into churches where people are like perfectly offended and they already have offense with the, with the, with the leadership team or whatever's going on, the building team, uh, you know, we're inviting everyone into the church team, uh, you know, whatever it is. Um, if when, when you bring that in with you, you're going to find those people because that spirit is attracted to yours. The spirit of offense is attracted to your offense, right? And y'all start out all, oh, welcome. Welcome, Brother Paul. Welcome, Sister Rhonda. We're so glad you're here, right? We're so glad to have you. Here's an envelope, you know, fill out your tithes and offerings, give us your whatever. And we got a building fund. We got this fund. We got that fund. But the person sitting next to you coincidentally is dying inside, but we don't want to talk about that. We'll pray about it in our prayer group, but we haven't ministered to that person. But it's okay because really we're actually planning a church takeover and um, and we're going to start our own church just right down the road. We're glad to see you here. Don't get too comfortable because our pastor's crazy. But we'll talk about that at the next gossip meeting called a prayer group. <laughs> I got y'all's number. I'm just telling you. This is what happens and I'm not making fun. It's just sad because there's a better way. Sometimes you do have to poke a little fun at things because you know I'm right. And why does that happen? Because people are offended. And we don't do what Scripture tells us to do, which is go to the person. And if that doesn't work, bring another person and go to the person. And if that doesn't work and you guys cannot be reconciled and you're in a body of believers and somebody is just hell-bent on remaining bitter, that person has got to be removed from the flock. I'm just telling you, because a little bit of leaven will absolutely ruin the entire lump. And I didn't write it, but I darn sure believe it. And I've seen it happen in my life over and over again. My own small group, we don't do this. We got problems with each other, we address it. You're not willing to address it, you got to go. Because we got work to do. And we got souls on the line. We got mind, will, emotions. We have wounded people among us because we are a hospital. We are restoring lives. We are regenerating lives. We are performing open heart surgery. We're doing brain transplants, <laughs> proverbially, proverbially speaking, in my, in my small group, you know, beginning with mine. So we're doing mind you know, renewal by the washing of the water of the word, not to be confused with brainwashing. We're not a cult, you know, we're just a bunch of broken people who believe that Christ is more interested in our healing than us remaining broken. So you come into my space and my group and you try to stay married to your offense and you got to go because either you're going to divorce from your offense or you got to (laughs) go because everyone else's souls matter too much for to hold on to your offense too. Now, I have seen people through seasons of offense where they're just not willing to let go of something yet. But if it's against someone else in the group, that's a problem because we're going to do it by the book and we're going to seek solutions and we're going to seek forgiveness and everyone is going to have a voice because your voice matters. Don't ever let anyone tell you differently. Don't let other people speak for you. Your voice matters. And if you are someone whose voice was lost as a child, I want you to go back tonight and I want you to sit down with that list and I want you to reclaim it by covering it in the blood of the lamb. And you ask father to restore your voice, to restore your voice in humility and truth and honor and grace and mercy. 
not with demand, not with taking, not with anger, not with wrath, and not with vitriol, not with unforgiveness. No, those are not his currencies. So make an exchange, right? Wrath for peace and forgiveness. Try it in your marriages. You'd be amazed how great your sex life becomes. And I wouldn't know because I'm not married, but I'm saying I hear from you all. And praise be, you know, to Father. It's amazing what happens whenever people are reconciled, you know, by the blood of Christ. There's nothing it can't cover. Nothing. I don't care what you've done. Nothing you've done cannot be covered. I know that just ruffled some of you. Because you've been victims of some very horrible things. And if that just ruffled you, that is something to pay attention to because you have a loss in that area that can and needs to be reconciled for your freedom. Not just the other person, but for your freedom. It's really important. You matter. Your freedom matters to Father more than anything. He doesn't want you to remain imprisoned. That is not the abundant life He has for you. So don't allow the enemy. I'm not supposed to start with don't. Ah, just talked to a colleague of mine who was who was reminding me that the human brain doesn't even hear don't <laughs> or doesn't hear anything after the word don't. So um, please ensure <laughs> that you kick the enemy out of your reconciliatory reconciliation session, right? It's just like having a register of offenses. Now, once in losses, once you, if you're offended, that's a loss. If you're envy, Envious, that's a loss. If you're comparing yourself, that's a loss. Take it all the way back. Why? When did that start? Why? Why? When did that happen? Did your tennis mate get a bigger house than you? And you're like, oh, lazy Larry, my husband. You know, what a crock. He's always in the recliner. And I wish if we had a bigger, better house, then we'd have company too. You know, and blah, 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 blah. All, all that accusation and comparison. You know, you know who you are. And uh, that is, some, that's a loss. That's a loss. You know why? Because you're no longer connected to Larry in respect and love and honor. And you're coveting. So there, there's like quadruple quintuplet losses, sextuplet losses. All of those need to be reconciled by the blood. And we repent. We repent for setting up altars and shrines to all those losses. And they stink. It's like wearing dirty underwear and not having toilet paper for 25 years. People smell you coming. (laughs) There's your visual. Happy Monday. So people smell you coming. And it's like, you can cologne it up. You can spray all kinds of Gucci perfume. You got all kinds of Summer's Eve, like Victoria's Secret body sprays, all that cheap stuff, whatever. No offense. The CVS body sprays. Ugh. Air fresheners, I hate air freshener. And this is why, because it's stupid. It doesn't work. You need matches. You need sulfur. You got to burn that stuff out. I'm just telling you. And so we need to burn the imperfections. We need to go, we need to go. I'm so full of myself today. We need to go through, we need to go through the holy fire, man. I'm tired. I've been at this since 930 this morning. I've been ministering to people and I love it. I could not think of a better way to spend my day ever than ministering the gospel, learning from my colleagues, creating uh, more things with my platform and my ministry and watching my father run down the field with me. I mean, what? That is priceless. And so I'm a little giddy and I'm excited about what he's doing through me. And I'm just humble. I'm humble that I, that I'm even here talking to you. I'll be honest with you. My loss has been very great. 
So I'm, I'm humble that I'm here because, because my loss always involves when, when I'm convicted of sin, my loss always goes over into the next, um, the next, um, column of this register of reconciling losses, it goes over to Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and boy, I get body slammed. Not by them, but by my enemy. Because the condemnation comes in, all the scriptures that I know. I mean, you guys think it's a blessing to know scripture, and it is, absolutely. We should study to show ourselves approved. But when you're reading scripture through the lens of abuse and um, of abandonment and rejection um, and, you know, things that pop up from your, that, look, you can go through counseling, you can go through trip, you can go through all kinds of stuff. You can deal with your trauma, but the enemy is the enemy. He will always tempt you in your area of weakness. Always, because it's easy. Hello, he's not going to overthink it. It's just easy. It's low hanging fruit for his kingdom, right? And so, so when I flop on my face or I suffer a loss and then I go to father and I'm like, okay, I may or may not have been extraordinarily disobedient in this one particular area and I was not seeking you and I, and I was not living to please you or to, you know, and he's like, all right, Monica, enough, like, let's, Okay, and then I'll go to the Word, and then the devil's right there with me, just like he was with Christ in the desert, using the Word against him. Did God really say? Right? And Yeshua was like, get behind me, enough. I've been told not to tempt the Lord thy God, right? So see a devil, bite the dust. And by the way, I'm going to crush your head in just a little bit, and you just don't know it yet. So all of that, right? And so we get tripped up. Some of us who were steeped in shame and guilt as children can either get tripped up by false religion and we become holy, 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 right? We got all our T's crossed, all our I's dotted, which is totally missing the cross. Totally missing the cross. When you can't accept, when you can't extend grace and mercy to others, you know you're tripped up because you're not taking it for yourself. You're not receiving it for yourself. Forget about taking. You're not receiving grace and mercy for yourself. So how are you going to give it? Hello? Really simple. You can't give what you don't have. Right? And so if you can't receive forgiveness, you're darn sure not going to give it. You can't receive forgiveness from above. You're not going to extend that. That is not going to become part of your nature. I don't care how many times you've worked through mama and them and how bad they were. It will not become a part of your first nature if you're not receiving from the Holy Spirit and reconciling the blood to those offenses of others and moving in your relationship with Father in understanding and obedience. It won't happen. So, and in relationship, I mean, how are you going to be obedient to something that's just a rule? You can, some of you are really good rule followers and I, I tried and I'm suck. I suck at it. And so that'll send me into rebellion faster than anything is trying to live by every rule. Right. And the word says, if you're trying to live by the law and you break one jot or tittle, you broken the whole thing. So, hmm. Good luck, right? And so the enemy's right there with you to be like, yep, you failed God again. <laughs> and for those of us who want to please, for those of us who want to be loved and who, and who want to be in fellowship with our creator and with others, but with our creator and our savior and his comforter, uh, that's, that's tough. So you just beat up on yourself. Or you're like, I'll do better. And you just become more hyper-religious and hyper-focused on do, 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 do. Right? 
Um, or you just, you're like, screw it, whatever. I'll never measure up. Who cares? I'm just going to stay in rebellion. Or you get lukewarm. You got one foot in, one foot out, blah, 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 riding two horses with one butt. Um, you know how it goes. And so, so when you sit down to reconcile these losses, because here's what happens, because, uh, because here's what happens. So you sit down with Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and you move over across your register from the losses that you incurred as a human being in your flesh and offenses to your spirit, the losses in your body, your mind, your will, and your emotions, right? And to your spirit, those darts that you've taken into your heart, right? The barbs around your heart. Some of you live with barbed wire around your heart. And, (coughs) excuse me. And so all of that, right? So you, you sit down and you allow him to show you things and you start to reconcile that. You apply the blood, then you move over to the Godhead. And, if you get stuck there, that's not a good place to be. So you don't want to get stuck there. You're you're going to have to press into full grace, mercy, and trust and compassion. But when you start to see the losses to Father's heart and to Yeshua's heart in the Holy Spirit's grief, that's where your heart transformation happens. Because when you can receive their compassion and their mercy and grace and understand just how valuable that blood was and is and always will be for you and all of your losses, whether they're self-inflicted or other-inflicted, when you can receive that, you are on your way. It's like a Shawshank Redemption moment. You are on your way off of death row. You have, you experienced your pardon and you understand that your record has been expunged and you will in turn be able to give that to others. And until you do that, you just continue to accrue loss after loss after loss. And there's a toll on your mind and your will and your emotions. We were never meant to carry those loads. My bur- my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Cast your cares unto me because I care for you. That's what he says. So I want to encourage you not to be afraid. If you need someone to do it with you, call your pastor call a minister uh, before long, you'll be able to call our ministry and, uh, and, and, and join us. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I'm shocked and just humbled by how many of you are like, where do we donate? How we can contribute? Uh, it's not really a donation cause I'm not a C3 or a C4 or C8. I'm not a nonprofit. I'm a for-profit marketplace ministry. Um, anything that you give to my efforts in ministry, thirst ministries, um, is going to be returned to you uh, from Father, not the United States government in the way of a tax deduction because that's not my business model. And this is a business. This is kingdom business. And I'm okay with that because a workman is worth his wages and it takes money to take care of people. I have my own bills to pay. I've got my own dog to feed. (laughs) I have mouths to feed. I have souls to feed in the way of my ministry. I have clothes 
to put on people's backs. I have a place of respite to build to the tune of $3.79 million. So I have, I have a lot ahead of me and I am pumped and I'm so grateful for all the things that he has brought me through to be able to believe that there's still a plan for my life that is greater than the plan the enemy thought he was going to heave upon my life, that my end will be greater than my beginning. And by greater, that means righteousness, peace, joy. It means extending the tent pegs of my ministry so that I know that I am bringing the kingdom of heaven onto this earth and his will will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. That's amazing. That is worth me asking you to partner with me. And that is an investment you will never regret. That is a contribution and an investment into the kingdom, into that currency. That bank will never fail. The bank of the kingdom of heaven will never fail. Gold and silver may fail you, even though I'd still encourage you to go and <laughs> monicaprotectswithgold.com. Uh, but it, those two will fail. They can. They can fail. I don't know that they've ever been to zero in intrinsic value, uh, but they, they, they cannot save you. They cannot save your mind, your will, or emotions. That's your soul. That's your soul, baby. So there you go. That's the end of my spiel today. I am exhausted in a really, really, really good way. And um, I look forward to bringing just so much more your way. As Father pours out to me, I'm going to pour out to you. And uh, thank you again. You can you can donate or not donate. You can contribute on my website, monicamatthews.com. It's probably going to give you an SSL error message because I'm still working that out with my server, my host rather. Um, but you can still click right through that. And my, my website is safe. So is my store as far as I know. Um, or you can Venmo. You can go directly to my Twitter account at Monica on your talk and you can send a Venmo. And, um, and all I can say is thank you. And it will be, um, it will be well apportioned and appointed and, uh, in, in your seed, uh, will go into good fertile ground in the business of making things beautiful. Right. I love that. And I love you. And I'm grateful for you uh, being here with me today. So please share my podcast if you think that this will encourage others. I look forward to hosting um, more spaces. And and thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Follow Monica on Twitter at Monica on Air Talk. Exactly. So my Twitter space today was rocking. We had an amazing testimony of healing of a brother of mine. And uh, you can catch that on Twitter. Actually, we recorded it. And um, it'll be there for your listening pleasure. I love you guys. Have a beautiful night. Begin, Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs> <laughs>